I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I wonder what it would be like if there was a red wave in space. I'm ready to launch. It's high noon for Tuesday, January 12th, 2021. Follow the podcast wherever you can find it. I don't even know if it's online anymore. Just kidding. It's all good. And you already knew that because you're listening to it. Uh, I will eventually start putting stuff on Rumble at I'm Your Moderator. Uh, For now, the best way to follow my information is to go to t.me slash I'm Your Moderator on the Telegram Messenger app. And if you want to join the discussion thread, it is at t.me slash be reasonable discussion. So. Nancy Pelosi missed work again. Where is Nancy? I hope she wore a mask. You wouldn't want her to get COVID, especially not after the media already said that the Republicans weren't wearing their masks in the Capitol during the attack. You know, that's when COVID is at its height is when you're already under an attack in a massive room with people far away and masks don't work. So maybe Nancy has COVID. Maybe that's why she's gone. Could be, but she's not there that much. We know. So Trump has now spoken three times today. He spoke when leaving the white house, he spoke when landing, and then he just gave a speech on border issues down in Texas. Uh, One thing about that speech that really stood out to me was his praise of AMLO, uh, the president of Mexico. They obviously have a really good relationship and will continue to moving forward. A lot of people on our side took one quote and freaked out. And I think that their freak out was maybe justifiable, but I, I think also incorrect. Um, At one point, Trump said the 25th Amendment is of zero risk to me, but will come back to haunt Joe Biden and the Biden administration. I hope the next administration doesn't take the wall down. So Joe Biden and the Biden administration, that is the closest Trump has ever come to saying that there will be a Joe Biden presidency. Um There are a couple arguments here. One is that there, in some sense, has already been a Biden administration. There was an Obama-Biden administration, and everyone involved in that administration is in significant trouble as the fallout of this continues. These were the people who did all of this. I've said on this podcast a million times, Joe Biden was in the room on January 5th, 2017, and suggested uh, pursuing Michael Flynn under the Logan Act, okay? 
Joe Biden's been there from the beginning, as has Barack Obama. So that administration is full of criminals, and they should worry about that. Also, the 25th Amendment is a particular thing that requires the vice president to sign off on it. And they thought they would get Mike Pence. It is quite clear after Nancy's 24-hour window for Pence, followed by another 24-hour window for Pence, both went unanswered. She had pursued that last week and been unable to reach Mike Pence. So if it's possible that Mike Pence actually isn't a traitor and was in fact playing a role last week, then the fact that all these awful people thought Mike Pence was surely on their side will indeed come back to haunt them throughout the rest of their days, numbered as they may be. So you want to say that's out there? That's just fine. Maybe Trump did concede. Maybe he's conceded this whole time. But that doesn't sound like anything Donald Trump would do to me. Trump would be destroyed. His family would be destroyed. The country would be destroyed and all of us would be destroyed. Is he going to just give them that? I don't think so. Were their freakouts real? Yes. Are they still freaking out? Yes. Was the media correct on November 7th when they said that Joe Biden was the president-elect? No. December 8th? No. December 14th? No. January 6th? Well, maybe. But does a real winner have to continue pushing that date down the line? And by the way, the narrative accepts that, you know, they don't have a choice but to cover it. And that's the most interesting thing about these events is that that first November 7th day taught all of those people. Well, actually, no, that's not the end of the process. And then they thought they had reached another marker on the 8th and then the 14th and then the 6th. But the freak out now and all this nonsense about civil war and unrest, that is their continued freak out and their uh, continued, I don't know, loose grip on the idea that Trump isn't still going to be president. Okay. It's a clear signal of doubt on their part. And they have good reason to doubt. But on our side, we know that Trump is not intending in any way to seize power over the American government, to have a coup, to do any of those things. He is going by the book and by the law. Do you think he can't prove that they stole the election. Many of us can prove he stole the election. Biden stole the election to any rational person who will listen to the conversation. They haven't heard the conversation or they refuse to hear the conversation. Those are the only reasons why anyone believes that Joe Biden got 81 million votes. That 
is preposterous. Trump has said he will never give up. He will never back down. He will never surrender. Do you think he just waited till January 12th and threw up his hands and was like, ah, okay. Sorry, country. I'm going to (laughs) concede in the middle of a speech about the border. This is where I'm going to let everyone know that the fight is over and we have lost and you should all go home. Everybody be peaceful. You'll never be allowed online. You'll never be allowed to work. You'll never be allowed to bank again. But just be peaceful. Because if you're not, then congressmen will have to hide under their chairs, potentially with their without their mask on. And then you end up giving COVID to an 80-year-old lady with surprisingly massive tits. That's not what he's doing. That's not what's happening. And you can examine the external context of what he said to know that. So it's not just the context of the sentence or the exact words, but it's that concept in the broader sphere of knowledge that you have about who Trump is, about the situation, and about what's going on. Also, this morning, Mike Pompeo, or I guess maybe it was afternoon on the East Coast, man, I'm just going to have to make it Cali-centric for right now, at least for the next couple of weeks. But uh, So Pompeo spoke, and he talked about Iran and actions against Iran and Al-Qaeda's involvement and protection, involvement with and protection by Iran. And a lot of what he was saying was intelligence that has existed for quite a while, I imagine. And right now, there are massive blackouts across Iran. Is it fake? No, it's not fake. That is a real thing that is happening, and it's not happening randomly. Yesterday, Pompeo went out and set out a case against China. Today, Pompeo went out and he set out a case against Iran. Now, we all know that we have been in an unending war since what, 2001, when we went to Afghanistan after 9-11? That was the last time Congress declared war on an enemy the way they're supposed to. And in the meantime, we've had plenty of military operations guided by uh, George W. Bush and then Barack Obama, who are really good friends now, apparently. I wrote in Controlled Demolition that it was awfully weird that somehow George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama could all just be buddies. Especially with the way the left talks about its opponents now. And Barack Obama is as responsible for that harsh tone as anyone else. The false moral superiority that he projects is part of the problem. 
Now, I don't know how the same people went from thinking George Bush is a war criminal who should be tried for everything under the sun to then thinking he's a great guy. Barack Obama says so. Isn't it more likely that those four men have common interests and that their interests are all antithetical to the good of common Americans? They seem to want all of the same things right now. And of course, the left's excuse is, yeah, but that's because Donald Trump is so dangerous to the country. Yeah, all right. If you believe that, I guess you have a perfectly plausible explanation. Except for the fact that the economy was great under Donald Trump. We, and we didn't start any new wars under Donald Trump. And he did a whole lot of other good things, too. So he's a danger to the nation or do you just not like him? Oh, you're calling him a danger to the nation because you don't like him. Got it. Okay. That makes sense now. Now I can see the whole thing. Donald Trump is a danger to the nation because he makes you and people like you upset online. Now, he couldn't do that without the mainstream media telling his story all the time in exactly the way that would make him look as terrible as possible. And social media, we know, displays information to us through an algorithm. They block and ban people, obviously. So social media controls the narrative, too. So between the mainstream media and social media, all we get is anti-Trump stuff. So these people actually think that they have a basis for their hatred. But the truth is their hatred has just been exploited over and over and over and over again. And they have had to continue rationalizing. it. That is what's going on. They imagine that they have this intellectual support structure for the way they feel, but that support structure just simply isn't there. And you can find out it isn't there just by quizzing them. Be like, oh yeah, how's that? Well, how about that? How about that? How about that? They will not get to the bottom. You get two or three questions into a, into a well-executed quiz and they're either mad or changing the subject. That's it. Or they'll say, yeah, but, you know, this is like this, too. And it's like, OK, well, we're not talking about that. I'm trying to figure out why you hate this man so much. And you should be figuring out why you were so prepared to hate that man so much. What is it about you that made you so ready to hate this guy that you don't know just because the media told you to? And why have you gone along for that ride for five years without questioning it? What does that say? So an interesting thing happened uh, with the streaming of Trump's speech. He was going to be on various networks. It seemed like everyone was pointing people toward uh, RSBN, Right Side Broadcasting Network, on YouTube. And 
this morning, apparently, a new website was launched called George.News, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. But they have video there. They have a YouTube stream, and they were supposed to be showing the president's speech, and they didn't. It never went over to him actually speaking. And so everyone, even people watching there, were forced to go to to RSBN or I believe OAN. I think uh, Newsmax has outed itself. Or it's possible that YouTube is messing with people. Um, If YouTube or an outside organization like the FBI or something had the George.News feed taken down. And listen, maybe it was just a mistake. Maybe they messed up their feed. Who knows? I'm just saying there are other possibilities. And that's a very interesting one because a lot of attention was pointed in George.News direction today. And for it not to stream there and for it to only stream on right side broadcasting network, if there was intentional action to prevent certain streams from working, they failed. And that's interesting. Because if Donald Trump can get that speech out, that means he can get other speeches out. The channels of communication are going to be really interesting over the next week. And that's why I'm really into this shit and why I'm exploring possibilities in my head. It's not about concocting scenarios and imagining things. It's about trying to draw meaning out of what might seem like insignificant events. And it's not, again, it's not as a, support structure for my belief that Donald Trump obviously won the election is that there's something really important going on here with the way these companies are allowing us to receive information. It's obvious that they are attempting to make it impossible for the president to speak to us and for us to speak to each other. Okay. There's not like some point at which that goal for them has been completed. And it's clearly not. They're still going after Gab. They're going after the other platforms. Now they're trying to call Telegram like white supremacist. It's where the, all, the, all the extremists went after Parler. No, crazy. The extremists are still all on Twitter talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That's where the extremists in this country are. If we had extremists like that, why is there so little violence right now? Why was there none on, the, on November 4th, none on the 7th, none on the 8th? I mean, there, was, there were scuffles in various cities, but there's no organized effort out here from the right, from the Trump side to visit violence upon the social media companies and the and the normal media and Biden supporters and Democrat representatives in Congress for the next few days. That effort doesn't exist. And it would. Again, they say this all the time because it helps them add to their uh their fear, their constant fear. They have all the guns. Well, yeah, that's right. And having all the guns, if there was actually something organized going on here, 
where the Trump side planned violence. What has stopped them for the last two months? What has stopped them is that now we control the narrative. Okay, their narratives keep failing because there aren't enough people there to perpetuate them. We are so fast at disproving their narratives. We can poke holes in anything they say immediately in a more legitimate presentation than they give. That's why we're winning. And that's why we will win. This is also kind of a rooted proof that Trump got way more votes. If they had the majority then they would be able to win narratives. They're not winning any narratives. They wanted to try the 25th Amendment, then impeachment, then impeachment, then the 25th Amendment. Tomorrow, they're going to try impeachment again. There's no magic bullet. If there was a magic bullet for them to get rid of Trump, they would have done it five years ago. They have failed every single time. Do you really think a fraudulent election is the end of Donald Trump for those people? Hey, you know, if we just cheat enough this time, he'll go away. Doubtful. Now, I talked about space at the beginning because the space stuff is clearly a, a factor at play right now. Space Force was just designated as the 18th uh, intelligence organization last week. This is a new branch of the military that Trump started that he talks about often. You think they don't know what's going on? If you imagine how good the big tech companies are at technology, and then you imagine how good the Chinese are at their information technology, and then you imagine how good the U.S. military might be at information technology, which one of those would you put at number one? It's the U.S. military. And you know that because China continues to steal our tech, which means we invent our tech. So China would be second. The big tech companies are third which is why they require the participation of China to do this anti-American bullshit in the first place. If they didn't have that Chinese participation and they didn't have China flexing its muscle in regards to our representatives, the big tech companies would not have power. If it was strictly American, we wouldn't have sacrificed our freedom of speech so easily. And you might say, but wait, they, they won. Like Donald Trump's not going to be president. Yeah, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Go with that. Don't know how or why you're still listening to this show at that point, but go with that. We know he didn't win. We know Joe Biden did not get 81 million votes. Why? Because it's impossible. We know that he didn't jump up overnight all at the same time, all Democrat votes, all through the machines, all adjudicated, all bullshit ballots. We don't have to pretend that's not true 
just because the other side won't say it. Give yourself a little credit. You have done the work they have not. That's why every time they respond, they say, well, then why haven't any courts sided with him? Well, because that's not how courts work. Do you want to talk about how courts work? Okay. That's a quiz question that gets answered very fast. No, I don't. Okay, well, then can you at least admit that's not how courts work? Well, they're saying they switched votes. That's not even possible. I saw the Dominion guy say that. Oh, got it. Okay, well, then that's it. Do you know the Dominion guy? No. Do you trust the Dominion guy? Well, yeah. Why do you trust him? Because he's saying the thing that the other people on the news are saying. Quiz over. So stop with that, okay? Are we really meant to believe that Donald Trump and the United States military intelligence, knowing that Podesta and Soros had talked about this machine in the WikiLeaks dump, knowing that it happened in 2016, and then creating an executive order specifically for this reason, they just missed it? They don't have the proof? Come on. Like, if that is possible, then everything I know about the world is wrong. And if I have to say that at some point, fine. I'll live the rest of my life in shame. But in the meantime, I'm going to rely on my big old brain and a bunch of information and a whole lot of other people that help contribute information to me. I'm going to go with that, okay? I'm not going to go with, I believe it once the news says it's true. And here's the thing. How do you destroy the media completely? How do you end mainstream media and the social media giants right now? Could you do it in a week? I think we're seeing you can. All of the big tech companies have committed crimes against America in collusion with a political party and foreign adversaries. Bye. Facebook has lost $60 billion of their valuation. Twitter has got to be up near 10 at this point. Gab is getting more users than they can handle. Parler was killing it. Until one of the big tech companies killed them. We are being shown in real time. That we don't need these companies. That we can easily replace them. And the same holds true for media. And that's going to happen soon. The way to make sure. That media will never be trusted again is to have something real happen that no one can deny. Or, I mean, crazy people will still deny it. But everybody else will be like, oh, that's true. Because they see it. And the media can try to spin their narratives and run all their crazy different programs. When arrests are made in whatever rioting and terrorism, Black Lives Matter and Antifa try to perpetuate upon this country, 
in the coming week. When all those people are rounded up and arrested by the National Guard, which is now in cities all over the country. When none of those people are Trump supporters, what are they going to be able to say? What will the media say? Well, the violence was real. Where are the Trump supporters? You know, last time it was because of racism. This time they're just out there to protect people from the Trump supporters, right? You know how many things that are provably false you would have to believe for them to be right? That's ultimately how I get to this place in my mind. And again, if I'm wrong, that's on me. I would rather be stupid thinking this way than believing whatever I'm told so that people can consider me smart and part of their club. I don't give a fuck about their club. So along these media lines, this George.News thing popped up today. Now, that was very interesting because the way I found out about this website is that there was a watermark on the YouTube video of Pompeo's speech. And I thought to myself, oh, what's this? This is odd. And so I typed in George.News. And what you'll find is a full news website with real news stories and videos of stuff that's actually going on. And I thought, huh, George, that's interesting. I know that the Anon community knows the phrase, hello, George. And that's supposed to be happening right, right about now. So I see George News. And I think, oh, hello, George. Why? That's interesting. Let me see what I can figure out about that. And then I think, man, there used to be a George magazine. Who owns that? So I look it up and it's John F. Kennedy Jr. And I think, well, what a profound coincidence that is. And then I look at the logo from George Magazine. And by golly, it's the same logo on George News. That's very interesting. A new news site, a new way to get news under the same banner as JFK Jr.'s George Magazine. That is very interesting. Kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? All it takes to erase the old media is to tell the real story better than they do so that it's actionable for people. And what the mainstream media does is not actionable. It is only geared toward convincing people of a certain belief. Now, while I've been recording, there is a memo released from the Joint Chiefs of Staff and in that memo, it says that Joe Biden will be the next commander in chief. Now, it could be true. The memo could be completely fake. Or they could be wrong. All of those are possibilities. Now, we have 
another week before we really have to toy around with the idea that Joe Biden will actually be president, which is why there's none of my time spent focusing on that. In fact, RSBN announced that they wouldn't be showing Biden's speeches, which is very interesting. Also, Fox News chose specifically not to show the president's speech and instead showed the FBI right after. Very interesting as well. Why was the FBI waiting to start their speech until Trump stopped? And why did Fox show the FBI instead of the president? Bye, Fox. But like anything else, we just have to let this play out. Remember when we were told that Trump and Rudy had kicked Sidney Powell off of the legal team? Well, was Sidney Powell in the Oval Office like eh, two weeks ago? Three weeks ago, maybe? Just right before the holidays. Yes, she was. Does it sound like Sidney Powell is out of the loop? Of course not. But we all felt terrible after that letter came out. Oh, my God, everything she's saying is a lie. We're getting spun. Maybe. And I forgot another interesting thing about Pompeo's speech was that about a minute before the end, if you go on the video, the one that I was on on YouTube, it's at one hour, 37 minutes, about 20 seconds. You, you give it about 10 seconds and you'll hear him say pretty clearly Trump administrations, the plural, which is interesting. So keep that little nugget and think about it as the story moves forward. Another weird day for the media at large as well. Project Veritas released a video of a guy who's kind of high up in the PBS organization. I believe he's a, an attorney for them. He was ranting about what should happen to Trump supporters. He said that once Biden is in office, the Department of Homeland Security should go and take their children and put them in re-education camps so that they won't end up like their horrifically immoral parents. PBS, public broadcasting station. Are they publicly funded? Yep. Should they be doing shit like that? Nope. Should any person? No. Why? Because that's Nazism. And I think we all know that. And we can stop pretending now about what this threat actually is. And so even if all of this stuff is wrong about what I'm saying about Trump how this is going to all play out, if all that is wrong, then we need to understand from the moment that's proven that these people are sick, these people are evil, and they're very, very stupid. Watch the Veritas video. It's disturbing to say the least. Now, he's been fired from PBS, and I imagine that the public part of PBS could well be responsible for that, but it had to be covered 
by the mainstream news. It broke out a bit onto Twitter. I'm not saying it like broke Twitter or broke the Internet. I'm just saying people noticed it, which means that Project Veritas video is true. And the media admitting that a Project Veritas video is true is a nightmare for them. Why? Because what other videos has Project Veritas released that they just always said Project Veritas is for conspiracy theorists and right wingers and racists like everything else they don't like? Oh, my God, a story is coming our way. What should we do? Ah, burn it. How? Call it racist. Fucking way to go, man. You figured out how to beat the story. Just call it racist or call it sexist. Call it homophobic. Call it Islamophobic. Call it a conspiracy theory. It's weird that just not that long ago, saying that the coronavirus came out of a Wuhan lab was a conspiracy theory and a, and a racist one at that. Except now that's true, which means it was always true, which means it wasn't a conspiracy theory. Ipso facto, they're liars. I wonder if YouTube will have the balls to take down Trump's speech wherever it exists so no one can see it. And then the news will cover that because they're so fucking stupid. And then everyone will seek it out and find it because that's how it always works. These people are so bad at what they do. And what reason would they use? Was his speech violent? Of course not. In fact, in both of the uh, brief sessions he had with the press today, leaving the White House and landing in Texas. He said over and over again, we want no violence, no violence, no violence. So what's the media going to do about that? I mean, they were there for it. They wanted to try to get him to say that, like, Joe Biden is obviously everyone's God. But he didn't do that. Instead, he said the exact thing that they don't want him to say, which is over and over again, no violence, no violence, no violence. How many times does he have to say no violence before no one believes that nonsense anymore? The media's number one focus right now is trying to make people believe that there will be violence by Trump supporters. But Trump is out there saying no violence, no violence, no violence. Where is the great unifier, Joe Biden? Where is the intersectional superstar, Kamala Harris? Why aren't they saying, hey, everybody, there's a chance that there might be some violence this weekend. We think it's on the behalf of Trump supporters, but let's make sure for our side, there's no one causing violence. Is that happening? Of course it's not. In fact, the opposite is happening. Their extremists are sending their little flyer notes around to everybody. Telling people exactly where to meet up if they want some violence. 
And of course, their flyers always have free food, you know, because Antifa has a lot of money for their events that aren't funded by anyone, obviously. And it's definitely not Black Lives Matter, and they don't have anyone shady funding them either. And it doesn't matter that their fiscal sponsor has a woman on the board named Susan Rosenberg, who was a convicted domestic terrorist and actually got pardoned by Bill Clinton on his last day in office. That definitely doesn't matter. The point is they have free food for people who want to, you know, peacefully protest. Or at least if it's not going to be totally peaceful, at least make it mostly peaceful. Now, Politico also had an article um, last night talking about how there was a white supremacy problem in the military. Is that true? Kind of doubt it, but it could be. It's odd that they would publish an article like that right now. When the military is actually in cities around the country. Are they going to try to hashtag defund the military? Is this an attempt to tarnish their reputation at a time we might need them most? I think that's probably it. I can't imagine that the constant racism narrative that they perpetuate just suddenly became real and immediate right now about the military doesn't seem just right to me. And, you know, they're really sticking to all these stories and they're really trying to create violence. That is what they want. They want Trump supporters to respond with violence to justify the things they're saying. And we're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. Will some dummies go out there and cause problems? I'm sure. But by and large, that ain't what's coming. We don't need that. You got to remember all of these issues come up that make you doubt. What matters is fail safes and we have all the fail safes. We know the election was stolen. Trump has all the access to everything that's declassified. What happens when that comes out? The event must be undeniable. Trump has stuff that will be undeniable. And we are going to be shown that stuff. If somehow this was all a big ruse and we're, we're not shown it, fine. Again, got one wrong. But doing that, Trump refusing to release that information, knowing full well the consequences of these people taking control of this country. That's something I can't wrap my head around. That would mean Trump is not a patriot at all, is a liar, is a fraud, didn't care, and is happy to take his punishment. Or what? He's going to sell out for another few hundred million dollars? What's he going to do? Get to live like a rich guy? He's already a rich guy. 
kind of one of the great things about him being chosen for this role. He doesn't need more money. Not the way AOC does. AOC, that democratic socialist, is probably very wealthy now, wouldn't you think? Is she giving her wealth away? Is she just doing all these things for free for the cause? All the attention, all the organizations like Sunrise Movement that she's involved with, who are actually funded by outside organizations in foreign countries? She could be. Yeah, I'm sure. She's probably a, she's probably the free member. The congresswoman spends her off time participating in foreign-run organizations that she's not getting paid for. Got it. Yeah, that could be. It could be. All of it. All of it could be wrong. But I don't think it is. And I think that there's more than enough real-world rooted proof out there to agree that my narrative is a better assessment of this situation than the mainstream media's. You know, people can say what they will about the Q movement. Q is information among other information. Okay? It is either a psyop, somebody brilliant making all of this up in their basement and then just having it match reality three years later, or it's real. And if it's real, then it's military intelligence. And if we are in an information war, which we certainly are, what kind of soldiers do you need for that battlefield? Information soldiers. And literally anyone can sign up and be part of that. I said the other day that Q movement has made people do research they never would have done otherwise. It has pointed out different names that are all key to this process that people have spent the time learning about on a really, really deep level. So in a broader sense, it really doesn't matter if Q is true or false. They have built and trained a digital army that can read military intel and think about this stuff and do the research and disseminate information and create entirely new information networks that exist outside of the ones that are compromised. So is it all a PSYOP? Maybe. But I don't know that a PSYOP could accomplish what it has accomplished. And regardless, to think that anybody paying attention to that is crazy at this point means you haven't bothered looking at any of it. And the reason you didn't look at it is because you were somehow embarrassed, like, oh, I don't look at the things stupid people look at. Really? Then how do you know they're stupid? How is it that you know all those things are stupid? Oh, well, I mean, it's what those fucking Trump supporters believe. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, now we've gotten right down to it. So your hatred for those people means that what they believe is stupid automatically, even though you don't know anything about it. And by the way, I've never, I'm not saying that I've never repeated that pattern of thinking in my life before. I'm sure that I have, but as an adult, 
in the point I'm in right now, it is something I try to avoid as much as possible. And the people on the left who would scream at me on Instagram would never believe that, and that's fine. But the truth is they didn't have anything to contribute to the conversations that they were trying to have with me. What they wanted was to overpower what I already know and can think about by sending me links. That doesn't work. I can read the links. I can tell you what's wrong with them and you have no response. So should I therefore assume that you know more about this subject than me? That would be insane. We're always told, right? Trust experts, trust science. I'm not saying I'm an expert at any of the individual subjects, but I think I'm probably close to being an expert on analyzing media and this particular narrative and what forms all of the parts of their narrative that they keep trying to push on us. I think I'm very well prepared to have that conversation and they can't even have that conversation with me. So they can't talk about the actual substance and they can't talk about the conversation around the substance. So why am I the stupid one? That doesn't make sense to me. I know what they believe. Everyone knows what they believe. Every single person in the country understands the central narrative. Why? Because it's fed to us all the time. It is the only information we get from normal channels. You can watch a fucking football playoff game and see this dumb social justice nonsense, the COVID nonsense, the unifying nonsense, all of this shit. They advertise it to you. Companies, the biggest companies in the country, exchange money with each other so they can tell you the same thing. Why is that? If all of it was true, wouldn't you just know it? Which is not to say, obviously, that you know everything in your surroundings. But they're not talking about, like, atomic particles. They're talking about real societal issues that everyone would notice. The only people primed to notice that stuff are the people that get told to look for it all the time. And so, of course, they're mad. I couldn't imagine, and I'm obviously not black, but I couldn't imagine spending my day trying to figure out who was being mean to me. No happy person does that. I especially wouldn't spend my day trying to figure out who was being mean to someone else. Both of those people being complete strangers to me. I don't even know anyone like those people, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell them, Hey, that person's being mean to you. Or you know what? That person's not being mean to you, but everyone else like that person, that person's mean to you. What the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. When you're talking about how to know things, that method of knowing is at the end of the line. Oh, you know, this person is that way because other people like him are that way. Congratulations. You're a racist. You commie. Go away. Walk with your head down as much as you deserve for the rest of your life. We know what this is. 
All of us can feel it. We have all, to one degree or another, been oppressed by these people. They try to make you feel like shit. If that's not good enough, they'll try to ruin your relationships. If that's not good enough, they'll try to ruin you on the internet. If that's not good enough, they'll try to take, the, take your job. If that's not good enough, they'll deprive you of the internet. If that's not good enough, they'll come take your kids and put them in a re-education camp according to PBS's own attorney, who's very proud of the work his organization does. Why do we have to even pretend that we are on the wrong side of this? If Joe Biden got the votes he got, they could have simply shown us. But they didn't. And we don't need to keep pretending that doesn't matter. We have eight days left or seven days left. I suppose. No, no, no. Eight days left. I have a real strong feeling those eight days are going to be chock full of new information. And I think it's important that we are ready for it. If the declassified information shows what many people think it will show, that is going to be shattering for a lot of people and especially for the Democratic Party, thankfully. But it's also going to shatter the brains of our friends and neighbors, or, well, I should say, acquaintances and neighbors. And we'll see if there are some redeemable commies out there. But that's just the declassified stuff. What about the election stuff? And what about these people realizing that they're not only in the minority for the election, but then they're in a very small minority. They got beat by a lot. All of a sudden, their entire idea that they have the right opinion about everything is going to completely evaporate when they realize that not that many people agree with them and they're all exactly the same as they are. And how are we going to respond to these people? That's the thing. You know, there is a big part of me, and I'm not going to lie, because I took so much fucking abuse since June from people who I really enjoyed and had some respect for prior. But so much abuse, stuff that was personal for no reason, disloyal, stuff that completely discounted my character from people who I've known for 15 years. And there is a part of me that if we are right, and this goes down as we think, there's a part of me that wants to just text them immediately and be like, nice work, commie. But I'm going to try not to do that because I don't want to be on the path that these people are on at all. They are cruel and disloyal and oppressive. And if they end up in a small minority and we are the majority, as we believe and know, then what we would be doing is oppressing them. And to have the best possible world coming out of this, 
We need to at least be open to people with genuine contrition because there are some people out there who are really aggressive with people. And those people are probably not going to even try to come back to normal. They might. They might hide it so that they can still have jobs and stuff. I mean, they are traitors to the country in mind and spirit. But there are a lot of people out there who were just confused, who just were brainwashed and the media was the media and they've always believed all these things and it is really too difficult and was too difficult for them to say, oh my God, all of these things I believed about my life were wrong. And those people who, are, who, who express genuine contrition, those people need to be handled a little differently. They can't be ignored. We want them on our team. They believe, and many of them are actually underneath that good people. But their beliefs about this stuff are sincere. And I think if they are able to crack through that barrier... They are going to be just like us in a very short time. You can red pill the fuck out of these people just by starting them back at the beginning of the podcast or starting them at like on theorism and going forward from there. And they can take that journey with me because you guys know I wasn't all the way here where I am right now back in what is it, April or May when I started this podcast. It was COVID that did that. I knew that the media was lying so much about COVID. I knew that they were telling us the story through a lens of whether it helped or hurt Donald Trump. And when I realized that I started listening to Donald Trump and I started finding out if what he said was true. And it turned out the overwhelming majority of it was, and the media continued to lie. They continued not to answer questions. They continued to focus on all the wrong issues because their motivation was never to get us out of this crisis. It was to keep us in the crisis. If they were patriotic Americans, if they cared about other people, then what they would have wanted was to end the crisis as quickly as possible. And instead, they prolonged it. It was not an accident. But you can hear my journey over that time. And I feel like someone else coming from the mindset I had four or five years ago would process that in the same way I processed it and then get to the point we're all at. It really is going to be important to know how to get those people out of things. Even if it's as simple as them being like, come on, you don't believe this shit, do you? And you just saying yes and not feeling the need to explain yourself. Tell them to look for themselves. Point them in the direction of new information. If they want to pursue the truth, they have to do it on their own. Even some shocking event isn't just going to snap people into the other mindset. They'll just be disoriented. For them to get right with all of this, they need to come to it on their own. And you can help them, but they have to cross that line themselves. I said way, way back when the coronavirus was like somewhere around its peak, if that ever happened in, uh, what was it? April, May last year, maybe June. 
I said, if this event hasn't made you question some of your deeply held beliefs, then you aren't observing the event. You're not processing what's happening. All of us have questioned firmly held beliefs over this time period. That's why we are here at this place in our minds. If you haven't done that, that means you accepted the story. One of the most critical events in your life arises and you say, yeah, Chris Cuomo is probably right. You got to find your way out of that. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns do not work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com. Or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range.
It's hell!